So maybe I'm maybe in terms of manscaping, like on full disclosure, I mean I I, I manscape, you know what I'm saying? I think a lot of people <laughs> You do. make it sound like a, like you're coming out the closet like <laughs> All right, uh all right, all right, perfect talk world. Uh it's time I let y'all know. It's not gonna be easy, <laughs> but uh I, I look like a swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> What's good, Josh? Your man, DJ Playboy. I'm back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. And like we always do at this time, I got to introduce my man to the left, my dog, one of my best friends in this world. Been my homie since I was about like 14 years old. My ace, Boom Coon. Girl, scream like I'm Keith. <sighs> Nino, good man. I am my brother's keeper. Yeah. It's like 20, 20, damn near 29 years ago I think that movie dropped. Yeah, man. So around this time, around like this week, I think. Yeah, look at you announcing anniversaries and stuff. New Jack City. I could be, I could be totally shitty, like wrong about that, but I know uh, it was a... Uh, Nah, this man, week. go with the confidence, man. Don't, don't even. <laughs> it was this week. Nothing. It was this week. I, was, I could be wrong off the numbers, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, give uh, a date, man. Be confident <laughs> about that. <laughs> March third, nineteen ninety one. There you go. <laughs> there it is. That's the history. Oh yeah! Shout out New Jack City. That's a that was a cool movie. Yeah, man. I follow Wesley Snipes, and sometimes he posts pictures of his old movies or whatever. And uh, New Jack City definitely a classic. Yeah. Yeah. I like that movie. It was uh, it, it uh, Ice T might have been one of the first times I seen him act. I didn't, I didn't see Colors. I don't know if he was in that, but um, I know he was on the soundtrack and shit. Yeah, yeah Ice T kicked off his little little acting career. Now he all over Law and Order for about like twenty years strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I think he hosts one, like some old true crime show or something like that. Like one of them random shows, like on ID or something like that. And still tours with that rock band that made Cop Killer. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think they do stuff. He's uh, they do things overseas. I seen him on the Late Show talking about he's going to some festival overseas and they still dropping albums. Yeah, man. And shout out to his wife. Yep. Uh, no reason, man. Just <laughs> shout, out. <laughs> shout out to her. Coco, Coco and Ice Tea, two good drinks. Man, <laughs> what's new with you, brother? Me, nothing much. You know I me, mean? I just watch television, read books from time to time. I don't got no vacations book, but uh, wifey's been itching for one. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, sir. Usually go like in the fall, right? Like set, set something up for the fall. Or... You know, we don't really have like a set vacation thing going. Um, oftentimes, well, I guess I guess everyone has their patterns, even if you don't realize it. But often we go in the spring, okay. like late spring, May, May, June. Yeah. Um, especially because uh, my birthday's in May and hers is in June, so it just ends up that way. Nice. And then, uh, yeah, and then oftentimes we will just do something else in the, the fall. Last year we went in the winter. I guess last, maybe two of the last, maybe four or five years we went in the winter. Yeah, I was going to say, I felt like you, yeah, you take like maybe later in the year vacations. It maybe winter even sounds more accurate. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's just one of them things that might just be coincidental, not even purposely, and it just seems like you do it that way. 
Yeah, we did Morocco in uh in December 2018. But then we did um we did our honeymoon in November or no, October 2017. So then we didn't really go for the winter cuz niggas was broke. <laughs> Time's flying too. Shout out shout out keep being married for about 2 years strong right now. Go approach your 2 years, right? About a year and a half, yeah, approaching two years. Nice, nice. Congratulations, brother. You know what I'm saying? So don't become a stereotype. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't become a statistic. Show, show the black community that there's a there's another way. I think I already I already broke the statistic. <laughs> you know there what I'm saying? Go. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I got I got married. The statistic Shatter. that yeah you're referring to. Shatter that glass ceiling, brother. Yeah, man, <laughs> I, I broke a, a lot of statistics. I remember one time um, in college they had this big post in the the health center. It said something like 25% of people between something like 16 or 18 to 25 years old, 25% have um, some kind of sexually transmitted disease. All right. So that means out of four people, one of them, if they're between, if they're young, they have some type of STD. Is it 16 or 25? There's something, it's either 16 or 18, but it was between like that and 25 years old. Okay. So that means one out of every four people. And when I made it to my uh, 25th birthday, I was like, yes, I ain't never been infected. That's like uh, when we was growing up, you seen like boys in the hood talking about one out of every couple black men don't make it to the age of 21. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even Nas had to drop a lyric about reaching his 21st birthday and shit. So, man, um, I got a new phone. New phone life. Okay. <laughs> he gave up the flip. <laughs> Yeah, you know how to turn the, the little Blackberry back in. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You said something else. Say something yeah. new up. You got one of them new newfangled iPhones with the face thing, right? iPhone XR. Is, I don't even think it's the newest model, but it's, yeah, it's pretty new, man. It's, it's, it's new to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was one of the few times. I, shit, I didn't even realize it until I was already out the store. I have not gotten a new phone in, like, forever. Like, I've gotten... You know, like new phones to me, but they were like used or you know what I'm saying. I got them for somebody else. Refurbished, like, used yeah, refurbished, like new. exactly, yeah, yeah. But I haven't had that new box smell mm-hmm. in a while, man. And it's it's uh, you ain't have that shit where you peel that plastic off. You like you're tempted to keep it on for a while, but you're like, let me just peel this plastic <laughs> off. That plastic skin that be on the face with a new phone. Dead ass. I had I had the plastic on my TV for like a year straight. <laughs> just was like, man, I want to, I don't want to touch this shit, man. I just yeah. want to keep this shit brand new. But uh, yeah, nah. Um, so it, it's it's a wave, man, that I want to keep going. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's the year plicker, so I want to keep that bitch going. You know the wave, saying? like, what, what, what? How do you define the wave? Like, what a wave of what? Just demanding better for myself. Like, mm. I could have stayed with my old phone, but it was just like, it was it was a trend I was noticing in my life where things would break or uh. Yeah, things would break or something like that, and I would work around it rather than either get it repaired or replaced. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, well, this isn't the end of the world. You know what I'm saying? I can work around it. And I guess what was happening with my phone was it was becoming uh, harder and harder to charge. It, it right. could charge, but it was always I had to Do put it on a, with that shit. Exactly, on a certain stand and all this stuff. So it was like I just reached a point where one day it could have... It could have been an issue uh, where my phone would have just died altogether and it would have been 20 times harder to turn it on. I'm like, why am I living like this, though? Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Why am I doing He's this? Like, what, what's, what's happened to my life? <laughs> While a heroin addict is, is sitting off on the side like, nigga, you think your life is bad? <laughs> yeah, man. Like, yo, like, I remember one time when I was in grad school 
and you know, a lot of us in grad school is like late twenties, mid twenties, or whatever. So the professor, he he was maybe in his fifties, somewhere around the age of fifty. So he was just tell, explaining to us about marketing and how how people market to different ages and stuff like that, like whether it's a luxury brand versus a you know like a Heinz ketchup, some regular shit like that, or Budweiser or something like that. He said, "Listen, man, I see different commercials than y'all see because." I'm not going to be using the same shit that y'all using. Like, my car, I, I ain't driving what y'all driving because, like, I'm just driving better shit, and that's not nothing against y'all. Like, I'm just, I refuse to do shit that y'all doing because I work too hard. Like, I'm here. I'm 50. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, that that always stuck with me. Like, it, and I never took it as an insult. Insult. I was just like, yo, man, I just, I just want nicer shit to the point where, not that I'm shitting on anybody, but just like, listen, man, I can't use what you use. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even drink. Smirnoff no more. Like when I go to the bar, I'd be like, hey, when I say I want a, I don't say vodka coke. I'm like, yo, let me get a Tito's and Tito's and um, not vodka. I mean vodka soda. I don't say vodka soda. I say Tito's and and soda. I want you know, um, ab- absolute or whatever it is that I, that I feel like drinking that day. Grey Goose and soda. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not a, a a thing. Like I'm not moved by what other people do, and nothing against anybody that is. Sometimes that's people's motivator. Their competition around them. I think I live a, a life where if I really don't want to be around people to see what other people are using or what they got, I could put my blinders on and not really be give a fuck about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's more so like it's just a demand for for. I think what your professor was saying, just a demand for better in my life. Um, yeah. And and it started I think last year just with my own health, where like I would certain things would happen and I'm like, you know what I mean? Uh man, I try to ride this out and hope this. Hope this tooth pain goes away, or you know what I mean, something right. stupid like that. And then I just cut that out and was like, "Yo, what the fuck? You got health insurance? What are you, <laughs> what are you doing?" Like, right, right, yeah, nah, that's that's a good wave, man. I went to the orthodontist last weekend. Oh, you telling me? Yeah, yeah, you telling me? Yeah, that, I went for a consult because I just wanted to. I had braces as a kid, but I just wanted, I needed a little shape up. You know what I'm saying? When you go to the barber, like in the middle of the week, like yeah, just like take all them extra hairs off. That's kind of what I wanted on my teeth, just to move things back in place. What do you oh, do man. for adults? What? For adults, it's yeah. still braces. Oh, still for braces. the most, okay. it's, still, it's still braces for the most part. But <clears throat> excuse me, most adults don't want to walk around with braces necessarily. That's why they got Invisalign and shit nowadays. But that shit is expensive. For what I want, I, I refuse to pay six grand for it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just want my shit moved around a little bit. So he was saying that if you want your shit perfect, he, he got to remove like four or five teeth and then push something back. And it would be a treatment of two, three years. I was like, nah, bro. <laughs> I was like, I'm good. So I might get, I might get me like a little retainer or something just to um, straighten out my bottom row. So where's the get rich quick option? <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. I'm like, what? <laughs> Remove teeth? Nah, man. I can't recovery from getting teeth pulled and stuff. I got mad teeth pulled as a kid. Like up from between the age of like 12 to about the age of 20, mm-hmm. I got one. I got five teeth pulled. So I'm mm. like, man, I'm not losing no more teeth. And not because they was unhealthy, just because, I don't know, at that time, people just find a pulling teeth for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I got four, four wisdom teeth pulled, and I got one teeth in, tooth in the front pulled because it was um, jammed into my gum and it wouldn't come out. Yeah, well, sometimes it's also a cheaper option too, right? To just extract the tooth rather than try to find some way around it. Or Yeah, that's, that's yeah. old school shit. Oh, well, not, actually, it's not old school. Still, people still getting their shit. Pulled is when they don't take care of their grill. You hear people with some fucked up issues that, you know, I ain't been to the dentist in five years and I got to get bone grafts in my jaw. I'm like, what? <laughs> God damn. Yeah, man. 
Well, yeah, on, on on the topic of health, we got to say a rest in peace. Shout out to uh, Luke Perry. Suffered from a stroke and um, actually succumbed to succumbed to that stroke. Uh, passed away last week. Um, Luke Perry starred nine hundred two one zero. I think currently on the show Riverdale. I remember him. One of my favorite movies growing up, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And you know what I'm saying? Like he's a cool dude. You know what I mean? So sad to see somebody go at that young of an age. Um, but rest in peace, Luke Perry. Uh, also prayers for Alex Trebek. Um, he announced this week that he's been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer stage four stage four. Oh wow um and the, the announcement was like a little weird because he i understand it you know what i mean you got to keep the the faith you got to keep the the strength you know what i'm saying and don't just what was me he tried to keep that alex trebek character when he during the announcement though mm-hmm. and it, made, it made it kind of awkward why why i mean it was the same thing for me but i was wondering why you saw it as awkward well one because like one person chuckled <laughs> in a crowd, in a crowd yeah. full of like, you know, obviously he's talking to the audience, and uh, you know, he he said he made the the line about, well, I have to survive this because I'm contractually obligated to to Jeopardy, mm-hmm. to to. So I don't know if that one person like knew the joke was coming, and right. gave him like a sympathy laugh, or if they they truly found it funny. But it, it, it's sad, you know. What I'm saying I mean, it was meant to be a joke, though. Yeah, that yeah, part. definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously. But um, and I you know that, and I respect that. I respect people that that can still um keep comedy in their lives it's important when you when you're dealing with health issues to be able to laugh that's why they have dogs and clowns in, in hospitals and things like that um it just but it, it's sad you know what i mean it just sucks and and i uh shout out to him because we uh, magic johnson everybody look at that and he could have went woe is me when he was originally diagnosed with hiv and and now not only is he running the lakers into the ground but <laughs> he lived long enough to re- destroy the Lakers. <laughs> Shout people. out to Magic Johnson for that. <laughs> had he not, had he not had the persistence and the resilience, the Lakers would have been good right now. Lakers might have been in the playoffs, right. <laughs> but not. But it, well, in his defense, he uh, does own the Dodgers too, and they they reached the World Series. I think the past two out of three years, so if not more than that. So, um, but now now, now people are. are in, in, of course, in the UK, uh, there's a second survivor of HIV. I think in the past year. Um, well, there's ton, there's b- millions of survivors around the world. Oh yeah, no, so yeah, 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 sorry, not not, not someone was cured. The second yeah, cured, cured. That's what yeah. I meant to say. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, and that was like the second in the in the past couple uh, twelve months, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but which just so it just shows you keep the faith, Alex Trebek. You know what I'm saying? You never know what can happen. There's new discoveries and, and, and new things every day. So definitely prayers for you, man. I'm I'm a little Jeopardy fan. I can't front. I, I remember as a little kid, uh, seven o'clock or I, I don't know what time it came on at that time. But we'd always uh, when I was at my babysitter's crib, always have to sit down in front of the, the TV and watch Wheel of Fortune and, and Jeopardy. Well, and, they they're one of the. Jeopardy, well, game shows in general, but Jeopardy is probably the one where you feel like you kind of, if you worked hard enough, you could maybe be on it and even win. I mean, those people are geniuses, but it's like, all right, kid, would I be able to figure out these facts at some point? You know what I'm saying? Maybe you answer a $300 question here and there, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to try for this shit. I got the daily double. Yeah. (laughs) But, but yeah. It's the, like you said it's not easy though. It's not easy at all. And yeah, um, but but Alex Trebek, while while it was weird for me because he had that positive energy, but like he was saying like the he was saying like the for instance he was like yeah I mean this thing has a really low survival rate, mm-hmm. but I'm a fight like I'm like damn dog like I don't know it felt dark it was dark and he tried to keep it bright at the same time and I don't think that 
Yeah. You feel he accomplished that, but I, I appreciate the effort. He also wanted to be the one to let his audience know, of as opposed to have it uh, come out uh, in, in the National Enquirer or whatever, you know what I mean, um, magazine that it would. So definitely uh, shout out to him, man. Prayers for Alex. Prayers for a lot of people, man. A lot of people need some prayers, man, because it, it is a rough time in the United States of America, bro. You got your man, Ara Kelly. Got got the nerve to go on on television. <laughs> got the nerve to go on television, and just and just have us wonder. I think you might have posed the question of who the hell would let this man go on television? <laughs> like, yeah, man. I was who, like, oh man, somebody. And he has a publicist too. I don't know if it's his friend or his publicist. I get the vibe that people are just like, we got to get as much money as we can out of R. Kelly right now because this this money trade might stop. And they're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> they're like, so if he if he wants to do this, hey, I'll set it up, dog. Just give me my little five percent. <laughs> right, right. Just make sure that you pay me up front from now on. Ain't no back end, ain't no back end nah, money, I'll dog. Fifty percent up front, bro. I, I don't do credit no more. I'm sorry. But I am not driving you to Gale's studio <laughs> until we get that check cash. You could not. Hey, you couldn't man. even couldn't even bail yourself out. But it just it was it was a, a silly interview, uh, to say the last. You watched it at least. I seen parts of it. I seen the clips. Um, okay. I think me and you share the the same like disinterest in in watching R. Kelly embarrass himself. But uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I couldn't avoid it. You know what I'm saying? It was everywhere. It was all over the gym when I was there on Wednesday. So it, it was hard to avoid. But uh, he's he's it, it, it's it. I understand where he's coming from, and I think. Um, off air, you you might have even said that you could see where someone would feel sympathetic for him. Well, yeah, yeah that's what I said. I mean, with the, the first clip I saw before the full interview came out, and they were just teasing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and they showed that little clip of him flipping out real quick, like this yeah. is my life, like saying like this is my life. Like, are you serious? And um, I'm like, yo, man, who would let this guy get on television? I was like, no, whoever's handling him is terrible decision. Like, he's not a good interviewer, right? Like. He's not, he's literally illiterate. Like, I'm like, you know, he's literally, like, it's been, there's a lot of news out there about the fact that he's illiterate. And I'm like, who would let him go on? But then I started seeing more clips, and I'm like, he seems to be a sympathetic character. Like, that emotion shows that, yo, like, like, you hear about these killers or whatever, or people that are in, are in court, and people always say, well, he didn't show any remorse. You know what I'm saying? And I'm yeah, like, yeah. Why, why would you want a guy to show, like, why does he need to show remorse? Like he did it, he apologized. If he's a in, indeed a murderer, then he's a murderer. Like or or conversely, he said he was not guilty. So why would he be showing remorse? Right? You know what I'm saying? Like he fought. He's he went to court trying to fight the case, saying he's not guilty. Why would you need him to show remorse at this moment in time? Right. Because and I guess it is damned if you do, damned if you don't. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I felt like if, the, if the, he has any chance, it's really winning that the public affairs war. Or the the um the the trial the trial in the public, if he has any chance. So I feel like it's what he did was worth a shot. You know what I'm saying? Like it couldn't. I guess for him, it can't really get. So it could get really worse, but at this point, it can't get much worse. So I might as well try to fix up your your public image. Yeah, because because in in uh I, I guess as a celebrity and looking in, in history, that worked for OJ. You know right, what I'm right. That, that worked for OJ. Michael Jackson had a ton of people outside of his uh, court cases, damn near dancing on on SUVs and <laughs> looking like a looking like an idiot himself sometimes. So you know, what I mean, he feels if he could win that, 
He also probably feels like he could beat anything because of that um, w- one case where he was peeing on the young girl and as it went to trial and everything and was able to beat it. Mm-hmm. So he probably just has a, I could, shit, I could, I could beat Mike Tyson type, <laughs> type mm-hmm. flow to him. So, you know what I mean? But it, it I think it even brings up a bigger discussion because you were telling me yesterday that 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 people started to get mad at Oprah for uh, interviewing the the um, the Michael Jackson survivors, leaving Netherland uh, producers mm-hmm. or creators um, who were uh, uh, quote unquote allegedly sorry allegedly abused by uh, Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. and it's like is Oprah isn't that Oprah's job? Like is, right. is is it Gail's job to make R. Kelly look good? Is it Oprah's job to to defend the character of Michael Jackson or is it her job to interview people and let the public make the make a decision? Right. I, I know Monique and, and um Monique tried to get at Oprah with a statement uh pretty much saying like Oprah, what are you doing? Like the guy's dead, he can't defend himself and T I said something to the same effect. Like, y'all just trying to take these folks down, you know, let them do their thing in court, like all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But but well it, in Monique's Situation. So, because our sorry, because Michael Jackson's dead, then all voices shouldn't be heard. I don't like Monique anyway. Just full disclosure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but I guess I'm trying to like see her argument where she's coming from. Like, what, what are you trying to say? It's like, if Michael Jackson obviously can't defend himself. Someone made the movie about him. Is you know what I mean? No one stopped these people from making the movie. So, because he can't speak on it, which should Oprah be coming out and speaking his defense? Is she not allowed to at least see what the other side is saying? Or, or, I guess, uh, uh, I guess, from Monique's perspective, it's like this whole avalanche of, like, indicting this guy in the public, Michael Jackson. That is, is it right? Because it's not like he could say something back. You know what I'm saying? Like when you, when you're trying someone, when you're trying to to make a case against someone, right? At least in America, they have this whole system of well, they they have the opportunity to speak for themselves. And Monique's point is that. Michael Jackson can't, so this whole avalanche of stuff coming down, right, and it's just a thing on top of thing, and and um, you know, kind of smearing his reputation. Well, so Monique also has a campaign that she's on of saying that your your uncle Tommen and Coonan, if you're not coming out and defending certain black people mm-hmm. in, in their in their struggle, and I felt like that was I, I don't know if she was considers Michael Jackson black or she was going along that line mm-hmm. with it, but it, it it's. It puts these people in a weird situation. They're like, I guess even um Jada Pinkett and Will Smith, because they have some type of relationship with the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Um, Jaden, I think that's her son's name, is friends with Kylie. You know what I mean? So they felt like they were in like the perfect position to actually allow Jordan Woods to speak apart. But it started. It kind of started this whole little like avalanche on um Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a clip in in the interview. With Jordan Woods before it starts, where Will Smith is uh, essentially saying, "You're gonna get through this, and we're gonna make sure you get through this." You know what I mean? We're not gonna let this destroy you. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, and then you know, and so it's kind of like not necessarily. So, so now I feel like we're looking at if you show support for one person, you're not, you're, you're obviously against the other side. Where in, in a situation like that, it does, it doesn't even have to be anything like that. It doesn't necessarily have to be. Some people could easily be like. If that interview went a different way, if R. Kelly didn't make a fool out of himself, some people could have been like, Gail, why are you letting this guy live? You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you letting him um, have a platform to, to do this, to, 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 to give himself a better case? Now, right. it, it went left. <laughs> it went left, you know what I mean? And, and Gail was kind of just put in a position of, all right, well, he did it on camera. I got to put this on air. But, it, it, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, as, as journalists, so quote unquote, 
you got to let these people do what they do. Quote, unquote, <laughs> quotes and journalists. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to let these people, they, they're, they're, give, they're just giving this person a platform to uh, a lot of speak. speak to, I, I found it just to be such a contrast where it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like Gail's talking to the accuser, Oprah's talking to the victims, and it's like either way, it's like people going to have something to say about it. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Jada Pinkett's talking to the I don't I don't even know what the fuck Jordan Woods is. In, in well, her a lot of black people. Well, not a lot, and by a lot I mean one article that I read off like the root or something like that. But they said that they they like the way that that um, Jada Pinkett treated treated Jordan Woods because she's young and the position she was put in, like she made a mistake, right? Like if you weren't messing with someone in a famous circle, one of the, mm-hmm. like the the most probably one of the most famous families in the US right now, would this be, would people try to be all coming down on you in this way? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, there's, cause there's also the social media thing where you got cornballs behind a computer that want to make death threats and say, you deserve to die. And, yeah. You know what I'm and saying? By the way, they like didn't that. have sex, man. Did not. They, <laughs> or maybe they did. And that's if we didn't have to find out that part of the well, story. But. <laughs> right. Well, that's true. Yeah. But, but, um, according to their stories, though, they, they didn't. So it's kind of like, why are you, that's what I said. You can't, I, I personally, I've never been on the, this side of the computer reading someone saying, well, you deserve to die because you grabbed this girl's butt. <laughs> you, you deserve to die because you did something crazy. You know what I'm saying? Jesse Smollett's probably getting death threats. You know what I'm saying? And all kinds of crazy shit. You deserve to die because you faked the hate crime and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, I personally can, can decipher from where I'm at right now. Like I said, I've never received it. I've never been the at name that that's coming at. Mm-hmm. So from where I'm at now, it feels like I could be like, all right, well, this is a person that basically has nothing to do with their day other than sit down and, and write something crazy to someone they never met. They don't even, they don't even know. They wouldn't even say that to their face. You right. know what I mean? But, um, well, I guess... An- uh, anony- anonymity brings the toughness out of people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pussies, pussies love the internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like, but but it's also like, it's kind of like, I, I can see where someone 21 years old, Jordan Woods, all her life ingrained in social media, while that would be a, a serious thing. In, in, in response to the J- Jada's Pinkett, um, article that you read where people I did kind of like the way she came across because she came across like a, like the cool aunt like the aunt that you wouldn't be afraid to, to I guess a girl wouldn't be afraid to say like she lost her virginity to mm-hmm. maybe she can't tell her mom that but she could talk to the aunt about that but mm-hmm. the aunt will also be like well you did make a mistake you know that you was because Jada Pinkett did not hesitate to say well you know why it was wrong to be at his crib at this time you know why people are going to say you know what I mean mm-hmm. and, and had she not done that the interview might have just rolled on in a nonstop avalanche of Jordan Wood saying this was innocent, this was innocent, this was innocent, but she actually made her come out and admit her wrongs, so to, you know, it, 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 so to speak, <laughs> of, of why she was there. And um, Gail, I don't think Gail was easy on on R. Kelly too. She was like, "You understand why you're playing the victim while, while my man is mid tears, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying mid verse." She's like, "You understand why this comes across as you playing a victim." And I, I, and although you might feel like the victim, it's, it's it's hard for me to believe this. It's hard for me to see that you've been with Aaliyah and see what you've been with with the with the fourteen year old girl situation that that you didn't want to talk about and why this mm-hmm. isn't so far fetched for people to believe. You know what I mean? Right. I don't think she, don't think she approached it with kid gloves. No, so. you can't. It's not not a guy like R. Kelly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's. You would look like a, a dope if you were a journalist and you didn't ask questions. I mean, that's the whole reason that the guy is there. Like, if you started asking him about TP2 or something, like, yeah, well, what was it like uh, producing that one after you made the first TP? <laughs> you look ridiculous. It, um, 
Yeah, like you're right about that. Yeah, you can't approach it. So I feel like R. Kelly went there though. He went there planning to have maybe not that outburst, but he definitely planned on having himself an emotional moment. You know what I'm saying? He figured that he was gonna play the victim in this whole situation. And R. Kelly, I, I don't I don't know what to say about you, bro. It's hard for me to support you. I don't you know what I mean, looking at the evidence and and just what, what what's been laid out, it's like it looks like your time has come. Yeah. But time's I mean, up. <laughs> the, the 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 jig is up, so to say. Yeah, but uh, it, it it's it, it's tragic. You know, what I mean, I hate to see brothers going down. You got it, it, it is kind of funny that you're seeing uh, a lot about of to take Afri- you down, boy. <laughs> about to take you down to the ground, to the ground, to the ground. It's sad though that you see a lot of African American uh men celebrities taken down, and Harvey Weinstein is is just chilling, <laughs> chilling, waiting I mean, for his day in court. He ain't chilling, but you know, yeah, he ain't he ain't. Having people braid his hair either in jail <laughs> at right. the moment, so you know what I mean. Um, another person finding themselves in a little bit of issue too is uh Jesse Smollett, and uh looks like an indictment came down with sixteen counts of uh of felonies, right? Yep, for lying the grand uh, jury. Like I'm so confused about this dog, and you was you was explaining the process to me. So basically, he was originally charged with filing a false police report. Mm-hmm. So why they have a grand jury just to be like, yo, there's more stuff we could get on them? Oh, when it comes to felonies, I believe a grand jury has to be like, all right, are you gonna? Can we prosecute this person on these charges? Pretty much. Oh, okay. So like, if you have a misdemeanor, like you peed in public, it's like, all right, we're just gonna send you to arraignment, and that's it. Mm. There goes the charges, and you're gonna try it, or you know, it's gonna go through its whole criminal process. But for a felony, a grand jury got to be like, all right, uh, can we even charge her for these things? And they don't need. The whole, the reasonable doubt, all that type of stuff. They just need to say, well, it's reasonable to charge him, to accuse him of these things. Yeah. And that's basically what the grand jury is doing for for these felony counts. So, so it's very possible he knew this was coming. I mean, yeah. You, what do you mean? Like, um, he knew that more char- more charges may be put against him. Like his lawyer would have been. Oh yeah, his there. lawyer definitely knows it. Knows probably by. Because the lawyers know, like the timing, the rhythm, what the prosecutors are saying. I'm sure he went to the prosecute the his lawyer went to the prosecutors and be like, "Hey, what's up?" The prosecutor prosecutors probably say, "Hey, man, grand jury, dog." <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And that, that goes to show you, man. Like another, like he's for some reason you want to think of him as a young man. This dude's older than us. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, yeah. I thought he was younger than us. Yeah, yeah. Because of the behavior, mostly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays a character that's younger than us, also on television. Okay. So, yeah. Um. Not that I, I. I don't know if that had anything to play with it because I don't think neither of us really watched the show that much. It just came across as younger though, definitely. And um, it just goes to show you, young or old, there's stupid things to be done out there. Just, take a second and think about it, people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Take a second before you act because it, it definitely looks like they're trying to bury him under the jail. Like they're trying to throw as much at him as they can, throw the entire right. book at him, and he. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, take it from someone who spent a night in jail. You don't want to spend no damn years extra months <laughs> or, or no fucking like that was the longest night of my life yeah and i, <laughs> and I was in a cell by myself like chilling <laughs> chilling <laughs> for the most part you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. and i'm just like let me out <laughs> so it yeah. ain't no I, you know, it's, it's not the place to be it's not it, whatever whatever he thought he was gonna get from that more money notoriety fame whatever the case it can be worth it dog you could you couldn't you know what i'm saying it, it, and it also takes like a uh a second to like really look at what we doing things for 
You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, what is the end game? What do you want from this? What do you need more money for? What do you? What is that going to make you happy? You know what I'm saying? Is that going to make you feel like the person that you always thought you was going to be? You know what I'm saying? Or is it just going to get more money just to spend more money? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I mean, some people feel so. I mean, that's a legitimate. It's a legitimate feeling. I don't know that in, in practice if it if it's worth it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In life, to be like, yeah, I need more money. Right? Yeah, how do you, how do we measure our worth at work for the most part? It's money. Mm-hmm. I want to raise. I've been doing this, this, and that, and I'm making this kind of money. Give me yeah. more money, or else I'm leaving. So I feel but, like that. You know, I mean, I don't know what was going through his head. Clearly, he went like a he went totally left with it. Totally, allegedly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he, he, he uh, yeah, you know, what I mean, prayers out to Jesse Smollett. <laughs> OJ had a sort of, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be a rough couple months for you, man. But let's get into a little bit of uh, America's favorite segment. Have you heard? A couple headlines passed this week, and you know I bring them to the to the forefront. Bring them to my man Keith and ask him, has he heard? Headline number one, which I actually already know that you have heard because you told me about this one. Uh, community is outraged over a forty-ounce water bottle that resembles malt liquor. "Quote: It's offensive." Uh, <laughs> And I'm looking at the picture here. It is kind of funny. Um, ounce water, which comes in the 40-ounce bottle and the 20-ounce bottle, um, was founded in 2015 by Sons of Anarchy star uh, Theo Rossi and his wife Megan McDermott. Um, they found themselves in the center of controversy. Uh, but who, who is it? What star? Sons of Anarchy star Theo Rossi. Oh, the, the, um, the guy who played, uh, I think he was like half Mexican or something. Half black. Oh, His oh. character was half black, but in... I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Google. Let me Google this man's picture. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they they basically the community in Canarsie um discovered <laughs> that this bottle was being sold on on display as well. Like it had a full a full display about it, and um, they found it offensive because the waters tend to resemble a forty ounce bottle, the type that you find a malt liquor uh mm-hmm. beverage inside of. And uh, the defense is it is uh, ounce water sets a daily goal to consume 80 ounces of water. Uh, so we provide 20 ounce and 40 ounce bottles to make that math simple. The design of our bottles are old school nod and is meant to take something that was once part of poisoning people, uh, malt liquor, and instead fill your bottle with health and life. We're taking a negative and turning it into a positive. We don't market the shape of our bottles, strictly mar- market the math and hydration benefits. Uh but members of the organization uh, Brooklyn Rise, an organization looking to serve at-risk youth in the area, pointed out the traumatic history of malt liquor in the black community. Mm-hmm. Um, Billy and- D. Williams. <laughs> uh, the history of high alcohol content, cheap liquors that were sold and heavily promoted through rap music and all kinds of marketing entertainment. Um, it is a big part of the demise of the community that already feels like it's under attack. So that in turn leads to alcohol alcoholism. Uh, where, where do you fall on the side of this debate? Do you think it's like exploitism? Oh, okay, I see Theo Rossi right now. Yeah, he's the. Uh, yeah, he was Juice, I think, right? Yeah, Juice. Yeah, yeah, right Juice. <laughs> Sons of Anarchy. The yeah. the um, I think when the show started, he was a a, a pro. Uh, what do they call it? Like the new dude, prospect. Yeah, prospect. It, yeah, yeah. So um. I mean, in execution, it's kind of fucked up. But now that you read all that, because I told you about the story, right? But I didn't hear the ounce's side of it. 
you know, I, I see what they're trying to do, and it makes a lot of sense, right? Because nowadays people are more conscious of, like, down to the numbers of what they should be be putting into their body. You have apps like MyFitnessPal. You could count your, your water intake, and you could count your calories and sodium and all this type of shit. Okay. But they, it seems pretty intentional that they put a 40-ounce out that looks like malt liquor. It's bought, bottled like malt liquor. And the fact that it's put into, into um, black and brown neighborhoods, it's kind of fucked up. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 kind of fucked. It's not. I, I don't know if it was meant to say that, man. Y'all y'all love y'all some forty, so might as well drink some water out of the, this bottle. But it's more exploiting exploiting what you think is is um attractive to this community. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like menthol. Menthol. I don't think they created the idea of menthol to say that. Well, black people love menthol and they're inferior for it or whatever. But they it happened to be that a lot of African Americans like menthol cigarettes, so they just put it. They exploit in that fact and say, "Yo, just ship all the Newports into 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 um, corner stores and shit." Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's along those lines. It's kind of it's messed up, but honestly, as I as I sit here, I don't know what the solution would be. You know, yeah, what I'm well, change even... the shape of the bottle clearly, but. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I'm and looking at it right now at the shape of the bottle, it doesn't seem like they went that hard. Like I'd understand, like maybe if the logo had more of a bear kind of a a look to it. Now it does have a crown above the word ounce, which uh, I guess could somehow be used. I I don't know, (laughs) somehow be used to be like, oh well, that's trying to resemble like a a a malt liquor kind of look. I I I don't really see it, but it's I don't the shape of the bottle doesn't seem that bad. It sold. It says forty in big words on it, <laughs> so you know what I'm saying. Uh, but there is also a twenty ounce one that 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 has twenty written really big on it. Um, I don't see the outrage. To be honest with you, I I see it as one of those things that I guess if they were trying to be cute, if that was their whole thing, like, hey, we have you know what I mean? Let's have a kid walking down the street holding this, and you know what I mean? It kind of looks like an old junkie. What you would you know what I mean? Just have him put it in a brown bag. You know what I mean? If they were going hard with have with going with the whole boat liquor thing, then I I guess I could see where that would cause some outrage. But drink some water, y'all. Like, you know what I mean? Whatever's gonna make y'all drink the water. Like he is from he's originally from Staten Island, so the fact that it's being sold in New York City doesn't feel like some dude from Calabasas, California decided that he just wants to start selling things in urban neighborhoods. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it definitely he's he's I, I'm assuming he seems like he's of Hispanic descent. So you know what I'm saying? Like uh, his wife is white though, so maybe people seen her and and felt like it was something like that. But I don't think being um, Hispanic or, or Latino or whatever exempts you from being racist or so. Not at all. Or, not at all. Or racially not at all. insensitive. No. no, no, not at all. Not at all. But but what I, what I was saying is I don't know what neighborhood he grew up in. It just says Staten Island that he was born in Staten Island. But it it, it could be something that he's seen in his daily life. And, and right, depending on what neighborhood he's in. So it, that's what I thought of. I was like, I wonder if somebody who actually is familiar with 40 ounces made this thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and also, I think a point I brought up, like, it, it, it is sold in, in, I guess this, this particular article, it was being sold in Canarsie, um, Brooklyn. But um, black people are, and brown people aren't the only people that drink um, <laughs> that drink 40 ounces, 40 ounce malt liquors. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've... I have a lot of white friends that 
thought that was cool growing up or still do drink 40 ounces. You mm. know what I mean? Like, it's never, and personally, as a black man, it's never really been my thing. You know what I'm right. saying? So, yeah, so I, I, I can see where, where this might be a, the outrage police just decided they wanted to, you know, pick on something. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess it, the overall point of it is drink water, and that's what they're trying to get you to do. It, you obviously know if it's eighty ounces, the 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 what the the medical community thinks you should drink consume of water a day. I'm, I'm assuming because that's the number that they chose. It, it makes it an easy way to know you consume for uh, eighty ounces of water. You know what I mean? Because I have a problem. I try to drink more water on a regular, and I'll drink those like I think twelve ounce water bottles. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I'll, I'll drink like one, and I'll feel accomplished for the day. <laughs> like I definitely feel like you know what I mean yeah yeah I done it <laughs> I did my daily good deed of, of healthiness and mm. it's just like this this way you know you finished the forty you halfway there right uh, so to go back to the whole white people drink forties too and and I'm the one black person I know that that didn't really like forties I mean this defense has been used before in different forms right like yeah, yeah, why yeah. why are black people complaining you got one black president. You got one mixed race president. Chill out, and I think that that defense that defense kind of doesn't it doesn't do anything in in um in this case because when you think of forty ounces, we don't think of kids. We we don't even I didn't even know it was called malt liquor after you know what I'm saying until I was a, a bit older. I just knew it as forties. Forties, yeah, right. So, and we know what that image is, is attached to. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes people say, "Oh man, that dude looks like a crackhead." It's kind of it's slightly coded because when we think of crackheads, we think of black people. A lot of people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess meth heads might make you right. think of a different race here, right? Regardless of it, if it's wrong to to do that, people do, right? Yeah, they would be like, "Oh, that dude looks like he's on meth, mm-hmm. or he's on, or he's on coke." And then we think about a, a white kid. So the, this whole forty thing, I don't think that the whole well, the white people drink. 40s too it, it, it's not I, I don't I don't I can't say I, matter of fact I, I even doubt that it had harmful intents with this but I do think that it starts a conversation of being more conscious right because when you think about the Gucci blackface turtleneck somebody made a turtleneck but that, that turtleneck is nice mm-hmm. how much can we charge for this 200 how about we put big red lips on it and charge 350 <laughs> Somebody, I, I can't imagine that somebody said, well, we're going to make minstrels out of people, but they didn't put enough thought into it. Exactly. And I think that this is one of those things that I don't know if they have to un- take it off the shelves, because if you put it into Whole Foods, the same exact bottle, people just wouldn't think of it. But it, it all depends on context. They were in Canarsie in a black neighborhood in, in, in a store. I'm looking at a picture. It looks like a, a regular like neighborhood grocery that, that you see in the city of New York. Mm-hmm. And you just see this rack of 40s there. And I'm not thinking water. I'm thinking 40 ounces, but it's clear. So, I, you know, I'd be like, what is that? That's some new shit. That's some new for you. <laughs> but it looks like liquor, though. It looks like alcohol. It doesn't look like water. Mm-hmm. And it feels like it's a, it's trying to bait. In in this context, it feels like it's trying to bait black people. Yeah. I, and also, I never, I in my own personal experience, I never had the, the uncle that drank 40s or, you know what I'm saying? I, I had some... Neighbors that that drink alcohol, but they were they were like hard liquor drinkers, you know what I mean. So I, and it's like none of my friends that look at my my circle, we've never been forty drinkers really like that, you know what I'm saying. I've I've had them before. I've done. I think it maybe in high, it, you know, when you're young and you out of high school or something like that, that's the thing to do. But 
It's just I, I I see I can see both sides of it. I can see both sides of it, but I definitely don't. I'll agree with you. I don't think it needs to be taken off the shelf, but it definitely. In this story, it might, but in <laughs> no, no, it definitely needs to be brought up because if we don't, that's what starts the menstrual turtleneck stuff. That's what starts to, if we don't say nothing about the jungle coolest kid in the jungle sweatshirt. Oh, it's just a just a funny t-shirt, you know what I mean? Then the next one is just going to be like this nigger's cool, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh well, <laughs> this, this no one said cool. <laughs> no one said anything about the last sweatshirt, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I definitely see the need to to want to be con- you got to be conscious with this stuff, like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, the outrage. Sometimes it's overdone, but the mere fact that this is brought to our attention. I've never seen this in person before, but had I seen it, I might have been like, this is weird. What are they trying to do here? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Two for three dollars, too. It's not a bad price. <laughs> for the, yeah, for, for... 40 ounces of water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Damn, have you heard... My man, Kylie Jenner has somehow hit billionaire status <laughs> with her makeup line, which is I I I'm just the power of social media, right? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> damn, like you know, I mean, she's she surpassed her sisters in terms of uh, her, just her business, and that's incredible. She's on in for, uh, Forbes announced earlier this week that Kylie Jenner uh is the on the way to be the, the youngest billionaire. Passing Zuckerberg at 21 years old. Is that the one with Travis Scott? That's Travis Scott's baby mother, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Baby's mother. <laughs> they're not married? I don't think they're married. I do think they're in a relationship, though. I think, oh, okay. Uh, 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 pretty he, solid relationship. Yeah. <laughs> he got himself in trouble this past mm-hmm. week or something like that, and he had to... It looks like he, you know, she might have been upset about something, mm-hmm. so he had to take down his Instagram. But... um. Have on the same week, this it, it just shows the power, and I I've never been one of those people that just get mad at the Kardashians. What is their talent? What do they do? What do they 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 got going on? But something about her, she always I think kind of seemed a little uh, like she was on next level in terms of using social media to her advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, Tiger Tiger knew something was up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because he he discovered her early, and it was just like <laughs> early, early, early. So he knew that. Something was special about her, but she she she's used the uh, the power of social media. I believe before she even had a makeup line, she was t- giving girls fashion and makeup tips on social media. Uh, parlayed that into her own company, and now they're using the the power of celebrity branding, shopping on your smartphone and Instagram uh, to to just reshape the retail landscape. And I, I, I'm not one to hate on them, you know what I'm saying? Of course, when they do silly stuff, I'll, I'll point it out, or when they clown themselves, I'll point it out. But I get props to Kylie in this situation. Shout out to her. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't hate on her because, like, it's like a, a child, like it's like a child celebrity who grew up in a celebrity family, and she kind of, she rode a wave, she rode yeah. a wave, and 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 um, you know, they have that backlash with the whole. Somebody said it's a self-made. She's it's on the cover of some magazine. She's a self-made millionaire, some a billionaire, mm-hmm. or how she, you know, did a whole thing self-made. And somebody said, well, she ain't really self-made like that. Yeah, kind of like the similar to like Donald Trump got a whole bunch of money from his father, and exactly, exactly. flipped it. I mean, you gotta give them at the very least. You gotta give them some credit because props, they, yeah, because everyone in her family ain't billionaires. Yeah, they <laughs> exactly. they came out, they came out, they came out of the situation with more money than they received. Now, you know, it's a lot of money. It's a lot easier to flip four, let's say four million into one billion than it is to flip four hundred thousand into one million. Exactly. Right, but start from the lower place. 
there's still some work involved. And she took her celebrity status and made a business out of it. Not everyone does that, right? Mm-hmm. Todd Bridges ain't no billionaire right now. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Even how many celebrity kids? You know what I'm saying? Like. I don't know how old Michael Jackson's kids are, but they didn't. They're not taking their celebrity and turning it into, you know, what I'm saying. Yeah, Haley Joel Osment, he made a banger with Six Sense, and you know, he's not a billionaire. Yeah, she she took it to another level. Um, shout out to her. Shout out to her. We ain't gonna talk about that for too long. You gonna have to put me up on this next. Have you heard though, man? Because I heard, I heard, and I might, you know, I fuck up names. Ileon, Sources say, <laughs> Omar. Rep, uh, Representative Ilian Omar, Minnesota, mm-hmm. right? Right. She's finding herself in some hot water again. And first off, you gotta tell me how the hell is Minnesota like browner than I think? Because <laughs> I always consider Minnesota to be a super white, super white place. You know what I'm saying? But but upon further review, now I'm thinking about like Prince was from Minnesota, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I think that might Kirby Puckett. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's to quote population uh, two black people. <laughs> Apollonia might have lived there for a little bit. <laughs> so I think when I, when I, that was the first thing that kind of struck me, like, how the hell did she win in Minnesota? So I'm assuming she's a really good politician, right? Yeah. I mean, also, don't forget that there's districts also. You know what I'm saying? When okay. you think about Illinois, how did Barack Obama win in Illinois? Very true. Very you know true. what I'm saying? Outside of Chicago is, you know, similar, I guess it's similar to New York. New York is hella white also. Mm-hmm. The state of New York is hella white, but, you know. I'm not yeah. sure, and yeah, because cause, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I didn't even think about. It. But then you'll find like these African American or minority uh, people, like AOC, mm-hmm. AOC. Uh, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying becoming very popular. Um, AOC is a freshman congressperson as well, right? Yeah, she is. So out of um, the Bronx and Queens, she find her. They hating on her hard too, man. They don't like. They like to tear you down when they could. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, Ilan Omar, oh, she was saying some stuff about Israel. And uh, I guess it was borderline on, I guess she was using some of these tropes, like some of these stereotypes, uh, stereotypes of, of Jewish people and, and stuff like that. Uh, most of it about money. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I can't speak too, too eloquently on this, 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 those tropes because I just didn't know them. I didn't even know it was a bad thing. I guess the, the trope is that they're influential and, and they, um, how they, I guess, appear to have lots of money. In terms of the stereotype about Jewish people? That's what she's she's really getting banged for because she's like, you know, pretty much her, her whole thing is like, why are we so cozy with Israel? They're doing mm-hmm. fucked up stuff to Palestinians. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, no, it's, no, it's no, all about it, the Benjamins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but you're saying you don't know why. I, don't, I just don't know the tropes. I don't know mm-hmm. what they are aside mm-hmm. from the whole money thing. And yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. why it's a bad thing. I just, I, I just don't know. And in the reporting of it, I, they don't really take her quotes. I haven't seen her actual tweets being like re- reposted or put on the front screen. So I think it's kind of like one of those subliminal things. Like she knows what she's saying with this, and that's why people are getting offended by it. But obviously, anti-Semitism is something in, in this country. We've seen it in history where people will will look at the money that that Jewish people were able to save or able to remain successful during. Um, times of turmoil and and use them as a scapegoat or use them as uh, somebody that that we should turn our attention against. So that's what makes it dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when we grew up around Jewish people. We, I, they, you know, what I mean, the regular people like me and you. Everybody, <laughs> we happen to go to school with with uh, Jewish people. I have friends, African American friends that have attended bar mitzvahs and things like that. And mm-hmm. It's all the same. It's um, 
but she's finding herself in, in in trouble. I'm assuming because uh, she's not backing down. Like she's already been like kind of warned. Like yo, this could be taken that type of way, and she's still making further tweets. Um, I think yesterday you you dropped something um in in the text chat that she said something about Barack Obama. That yeah. she had to walk walk back. Um, oh, she walked she, her back. She's like, uh, Obama's a pretty face who got away with murder, but I didn't dig too deep into that story. Yeah, but but it looks kind of like she got Twitter fingers. You know what I'm saying? Like she's not afraid to just uh, who's who's the girl uh, from ESPN. Jamel Hill, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, if she's feeling something, she's going to say it, you know what I'm saying? Right. Which but which could be very dangerous because of the type of job that she has. Um, and, and and there are a lot of powerful Jewish people in the in, in politics that you don't you don't necessarily want to piss off because they will... Uh, I don't even think pissing off is, is really the right word. You don't want to... You don't want to put yourself in a position where they could point the finger at you and say that this is anti-Semitism, you know what I mean? We're living in a world where somebody shot up a synagogue not too long ago, you know what I mean? Just out of out of hatred for Jewish people, we're living in a world where neo Nazis want to march through regular cities and towns as if nothing's wrong. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think any form of any form of it has to be taken down because you don't want to look like All right, what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. Right. I think she she probably has some some learning to do with as far as how how she's to make the point that she's trying to make. I guess she's trying to say that we have this. No matter what we with Israel attitude, the U.S. does right mm-hmm. across decades. We've had this policy, and she's trying to question the policy. And I guess she has to be more aware of these things that she's saying. Could, right? could the, ar- the argument be made? Uh, like she, she, how old is she? Do you know? Or, 30, or around about in her late thirties. Late thirties. So she's lived about a good, maybe less than half of her life with social media. Mm-hmm. And she kind of could the same thing we said for Jordan Woods, where social media might be bigger to her than it is for everybody else, just because of her young age. Um, so she's she's tending to go to Twitter as her voice, as opposed to maybe because things are taken out of context in Twitter. You know what I'm saying? There was certainly even conversation like I, m- me and you were texting yesterday, and I'm like, I feel what you're trying to say, but because I'm at work right now, I can't really dig into the nitty gritty. Right. What you're trying to say? So it's like the same thing could be said for Twitter. People are just making these these tweets i don't even know what the, what the character limitation is nowadays but you're making these tweets with a character limitation that people are going to take out of context people are going to take them and build their own try to flesh it out on their own unless you, you know what i'm saying unless you just go on a twitter rant right and, and even then how much could you flesh it out It'd be much better if you said it yourself you know what i mean right in a speech or, or, or an interview type of thing so it, uh she could be falling victim to that you know what i mean but definitely uh Ilion omar watch Watch yourself out there because you don't want to don't want to get too much hot water freshman year. You know what I mean? And then the fact that she's Muslim. So I, I think that there's more scrutiny on her because she's Muslim. And it's okay. 280 characters, by the way, on Twitter. But yeah, so. Is it, right? Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So just the whole, the whole the whole fact that she's Muslim, they're really looking at her. Yeah. Right? So like in, so in, in uh, she's a Muslim Democrat. So Republicans definitely have a target on her. In mm-hmm. West Virginia, in West Virginia, they had some kind of poster up somewhere that with um, her standing in front of the, the Twin Towers burning down. Wow. You know what that means. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. This is power of Photoshop, right? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, but real quick to your point, but every, a lot of those white states have these these interesting pockets that that um like we just don't know about because we just don't, we, I mean, honestly, because we don't care on our day-to-day. Right? Yeah. So, like, Michigan has a, a big... I think um I believe it's a big 
Indian or Pakistani. I can't remember, but they have a, a large brown community over there. Okay. Oh, you've been to Michigan too, right? You visited. I've been to Michigan, but I haven't been around. I've been there for work, so I didn't really get to explore. Okay. I'd like to go to Detroit. I mean, people say it's pretty garbage over there, but I just want to see it. Yeah. Seems cold. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, man, so moving on, let's get into America's second favorite segment. <laughs> Dear Perfect Talk. You know what I mean? That's when uh, people out there send their emails and they, they little text messages to us over here. And we try to help them out as much as possible. You know what I mean? See what we could do with that. Dear Perfect Talk. I got a quest. Now the question I ask you is how bad you want to First one today comes from a uh, young man. You know what I mean? He had one of those names. I couldn't tell if it was a lady or a man, but young man. Jamie. <laughs> Sam, actually. <laughs> um, Sam wrote, Dear Perfect Talk, what up, what up? My name is Sam, and I'm from Memphis. My question today is about manscaping. I recently read an article on the subject and tried to groom all my body hair. I did not tell my girlfriend, and the first time she seen me hairless, she expressed her displeasure and stated it was not manly. I kind of like the hairless look and feel. Should I listen to my lady or continue to groom once my body hair goes back? He, my man Sam went straight for the, the TMI segment of Dear Perfect Talk. <laughs> 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 but uh, it brings up an interesting uh, interesting thing because I guess it kind of leads to that article of, not that, sorry, not the argument of um, like taking care of yourself puts you in this metrosexual uh, category and it's like mm-hmm. there's a negative connotation put on top of that. Like you're not being a manly man, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I mean, for, for all of that. And it, it just... I, my answer to you, Sam, before we get into just the, the subject of manscaping, is you gotta do you, dog. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna. Does your lady groom her body here? I mean, real quick. <laughs> I mean, you gotta do you, but you're trying to do your lady too, so you can't just do you. True, true, true. Don't take it much. Listen to the married man <laughs> in the situation. Don't listen to me. But um, I mean, <laughs> even before I was married, though, you know, I, I, I dated and stuff, and you just gotta know that you you gotta be accommodating and. I was in a lot of relationships because I uh, I was out of a lot of relationships and I was out of a lot of relationships because I wasn't in tune with the, what the lady wanted. So it took me a, it took me a long time to learn that it's it's more important than I once thought. Accommodating to your 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 mate or manscaping? Both, both, <laughs> both. <laughs> both. They, they they overlap. They're overlapping interests. Okay. What do you think Sam should do in this situation? You think he should follow his lady's uh, request and and let let it just grow out? Well, so, <laughs> some of that ball deodorant and <laughs> just keep it all hairy. Well, not quite. I mean, I think Sam should just step his game up and get nice <laughs> tools. You know what I'm saying? They have the manscaping joint that you could adjust the levels. So, um, like what I do is I just adjust the levels. Like I don't go full prepubescent for my <laughs> wife, but. <laughs> But I do, I do keep things tame. You know what I'm saying? I, it's not like I put full concrete in my front lawn. I, I just, I just trim it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta. He's like, I ain't, I ain't laying down the blacktop. You know, I ain't laying down no blacktop. We ain't playing basketball over here. We ain't playing. 
Nah, dog. You gotta, you gotta keep your joint. You gotta play a little bit of flag football. It's a little bit of light, light season. Light season. <laughs> no, well, dark season. Dark so season for, for that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, whatever that she likes, try, try it again or just straight up ask her. Depending on how oh, okay. serious you are about your relationship. So maybe I, maybe in terms of manscaping, like all full disclosure, I mean, I, I, I manscape, you know what I'm saying? I think a lot of people <laughs> You do. make it sound like, a, like you're coming out the closet. But like, <laughs> all right, uh, all right, all right, perfect talk world. Uh, it's time I let y'all know. It's not going to be easy, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I look like a swimmer. <laughs> but um, no, it, it brings a bigger argument because I've, I've fell victim to this in relationships of maybe too much uh, conforming or acquiescing. Is that the word I'm looking for? You're, you're acquiescing? Good like, what do you mean? <laughs> Just like uh, your mate, maybe your mate has a problem with you going to the gym. Maybe mm. your mate doesn't want you playing basketball on the weekend. Maybe, you know, you like to hang out with the fellas. And I, I, I've come to the point in some relationships where it, it, I, I felt like I was putting myself to the side mm-hmm. for my mate. And I understand, like, it's a compromise if you're going to be less part of what the word relationship is about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Me, me and you as 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 co-host of a podcast, we compromise on certain things. So, you know what I mean? Obviously, in a romantic relationship, people are going to have to do the same thing as well. But I also think there's importance in not losing yourself. You know what I mean? If if that's... It, it sounds like this is something Sam recently discovered, or but but it could have very easily... We always bring up the example of maybe video games. If you're a gamer, you know what I'm saying? It could have been something like you want to play games. Maybe your girl doesn't want you playing games. You're into cars. You like working on cars, but your girl wants to go to the mall on Saturdays. You know what I mean? And wants you to come with her. So it's like a, a catch-22 or, or just finding that balance. Like You're really good at it, I've noticed, uh, like, of keeping yourself interest and stuff that you do away from your lady as well as scheduling time to do things with your lady. And I think that's what it comes down to. In, in, in terms of body hair, it's weird because I, I don't know if Sam necessarily could tell his lady what she should do with her body hair. Maybe he's into body hair. Is she just going to grow her her pits out? Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, and a big and a big question is, is Sam Greek or some shit like that? Because if he's like Greek or like, uh, like uh, it's another hairy island. At- Italiano. Yeah, like South, South, <laughs> South Italian. <laughs> that hair's coming back quick, you saying? Yeah, that hair, that hair comes back thick, man. Them follicles, that follicle game is healthy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you talked about compromise. I think that some people see you have to be creative, right, the, mm-hmm. to, to learn that creativity, whether it's you learn it from your mentors or just figure out new ways to solve problems just in general. But some people look at when their lady says, I don't like this, you just be like, okay, well, it's either I do it or I don't, and if I don't, I'm gone. And sometimes there's something in between. It takes some creativity for you to really sit down and be and think. And the root of that is thinking about why does each person want this. So it's like, oh, I don't like when you hang out with your friends. Okay, but let me listen to this instead of saying, well, my friends mean everything to me, <laughs> bitch. I'm gonna hang out with them. We play Zelda. Nah, so you gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta really think. Be like, all right, bet. Why do you don't you like it? Is it because you know you feel that? They bring girls around. You feel that, and you're threatened by that. Is it because more time with them means less time with you? Is it because maybe I, when I hang out with them, it's at 9 p.m. and maybe you like to talk at 9 p.m. It could be shit like that. So it could be a matter of you don't even have to decrease the decrease the amount of time you hang, hang out with your friends, but maybe it's you change the times in which you hang out with your friends. So now maybe you hang out with your friends on Sunday rather than Wednesday. Exactly, you know or, or or ten o'clock as opposed to five o'clock. Exactly. So, for instance, when you look at manscaping, why do you like manscaping? So, for instance, when I started manscaping, um, I started with my underarms because I found that, especially when I was a teenager, 
that when your hair was lower under your arms, it kept like the smells away longer. You know what I'm saying? Like you stay maintained longer. Okay. You wouldn't get musty as fast. So that's why I liked it. Right? Somebody else might just like it because that's how they look. The, Sam says that he just likes the way it looks. Which is weird. My man is just looking at himself like, yeah, look at that bald specimen of a man. God, <laughs> smooth, looking like a seal. No judgment. We ain't judging Sam here, man. I no am, judgment but... zone. It's planet fitness up in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> judgment free zone, if that's what Sam's into. Nah, but he said he said look and feel. So maybe Yeah, the look and feel. Too. I mean, he yeah. likes how it looks mm-hmm. and feels. All right, fair enough. But mm-hmm. if that gives him confidence, and that's something worth explaining, right? If your lady says, I don't like that all that bald seal looking like a goddamn sea mammal, right? I don't like that shit. And Sam's like, well, I'll be honest with you, I'm more confident that way, right? Like Shaving down under makes your your um, stuff look bigger and all that type of stuff. Maybe he okay. he just you feel more confident. And when I feel more confident, I just feel like me and you have more fun, like stuff like that. That's a good way to to start a compromise. That's saying how you feel. What's the root cause of how I'm feeling? Shit like that. That's okay. when you get to real creative compromise. Okay, okay. So Sam, I hope he was able to help you out. You know, what I mean, that sounds like a conversation you need to. You need to have with your lady and just, you know what I mean? Step your razor game up, man. You can't be out there shaving your junk with a Gillette Mach 3. <laughs> be out there looking all prepubescent. Looking like a damn Boy Scout. Like Keith said, keep a little keep a little bit of something on there. Give him that dark seizure look. You know what I mean? Phillips, <laughs> Phillips Body Groom. It call, you know, you spend a little extra change, but it's worth it. Exactly, exactly. Also, uh... We have another one. We have another one here. Where am I at? Okay. Uh, this comes from Linda from St. Louis. And she wrote, uh, Dare Perfect Talk. On the last episode I listened to, Keith mentioned he works out seven days a week. Uh, with spring and summer rapidly approaching, I want you to elaborate on your workout regimen. Love the show, Linda. Well, I remember you saying that you did... Uh, very short workouts, about seven days a week, if if, if you could. Yeah. Um, maybe sometimes even, uh, you know, you ain't miss a day or two, but you try to keep the regimen up. What All exactly right. does that consist of, brother? Yeah, so the reason I do it that way, because I try to get on an exercise program. You know, all the magazines is like, yeah, do like an hour, four or five times a week. And okay. when I try to do an hour, I'll have it scheduled and everything, but I'll be like, damn, I got to get to work. And then I come back from work, I'm man, I'm too tired to do this hour. So I was like... I got to do something. So instead of doing one hour, four, three, you know, four or five days a week, I said, I'm just going to do whatever I can. So I said, let me do 15 minutes every morning so that even if I miss one, I still end up working out six days a week. So that's the, that was my thought behind it. So, you know, if you ever seen a full body picture of me, I ain't no ripped. Goddamn. I'm not Idris Elba and shit like that. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm just not that. I'm like, I'm like Jamie Foxx when he did Ray, not Jamie Foxx when he did like an action movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what that consists of is that I do every other day, I do a cardio workout. My cardio workout for now is going on a treadmill and doing intervals. So I work real hard for 15 to 20 minutes. Is that the high intensity interval training? Yeah, I believe that's considered uh, HIIT, high intensity interval training. And then... On the alternate, on, on the all, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that's my um, cardio. Well, explain that a little bit to the people like that might not know. Because I did it this week, and maybe you could tell me if I was doing it right. I, I did like about like a slow circuit of uh, bike, 
uh, stairs, treadmill, and elliptical. Mm-hmm. And what I was doing on my phone was I had like a two minute timer going. Mm-hmm. And so the two minutes, I, I would do about 15 minutes on each. Um, and every time the two minute alarm went off, so let's say I'm on the bike, the two minute alarm will go off. Um, then I'll turn it up for two minutes. Then the alarm will go off. I'll, I'll, I'll slow down a little bit you know i mean try to still keep a a a decent pace going for about another you know i mean two minutes then the time will go off again i go ham for two minutes go hard as you could you know i mean try to try to be out of breath try to push yourself to the limit for for two minutes and once that 15 minutes was up moved on to the treadmill started walking uphill and did the same thing you know i mean two minutes the alarm would go off turn the turn the incline up turn the speed up a little bit go harder like that for two minutes then you know i mean that my alarm goes back off again i more moderate speed is that about doing it correctly yeah, pretty much. I mean, you, you just got to just these short bursts of, of um, high intensity effort. Okay. And then just, just you know, stop to take a breather, then do it again, another breather and do it again until, you know, whatever your workout calls for, how much of a time you got, that's what you do. So for me, I run a mile, right? But okay. I break it out into three or four intervals and I okay. take like 45 second to one minute breaks in between. And I just go hard and try to, you know, Run, run, maybe, maybe like, um, you know, like seventy-five to eighty-five percent of like my maximum effort. Okay. You don't you don't want to push yourself obviously to the point of exhaustion because you got to keep going for another, the next interval coming up. Obviously. Yeah, I mean at the end, I, I mean ideally you would want to be ex- not ideally, but you know you want to be ex- you want to have worked yourself pretty good, mm-hmm. and yeah. I usually feel that way in fifteen minutes, so. I mean, you yeah. I mean, you go as hard as you can, and if and let's say for instance, your first interval you kind of wiped yourself out. You still got another interval to go. Maybe you just might not go as fast. You just that seventy five to eighty five percent of changes as your mm-hmm. energy changes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You might run faster in the evening than you do in the morning. So if you do it in the morning, you just won't be able to go that hard. Okay. Or one hundred one hundred percent effort may look different at different times of days depending on what you ate or drank the, the night before, shit like that. But the, the point is that you're pushing yourself. And that's what I do on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Okay. What about the other days? Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday, I just lift weights. It's all about strength. So I don't really get my heart rate that, um, that high. I'm just lifting, lifting some weights, and I just switch it up every now and then. But for me, to be productive, I realize that, that um, I have to be very repetitive. So my workout isn't ideal. It's just that it works. And that's what you, that's the that's the main thing, making sure it works for your life. So making sure making sure your gym ain't out of the way where it's like, damn, do I feel like driving thirty minutes to go to to crunch or whatever? Nah, like it ideally it would be ten minutes or less away from where you are most of the time. So when you when you could work out. So that's five or ten minutes away from work or five or ten minutes away from home. Okay. And, or um, or both. And okay. Then, then on the weekends, I do more extended workouts since I have more time. So I'll do 30 to 45 minutes of strength on Saturday. Then on Sunday, I just try to take it easy on, um, and do some yoga or something like that just to, to stretch. Because I'm prone to injuries. I've had, as you know, man, I, I've had tons of injuries. I've torn both of my labrums and my shoulders. I've had yeah. I've torn meniscus in my knee. I got Achilles tendinosis. That arena uh, football uh, stint you had done fucked you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, and no telling what my CTE is like. <laughs> I uh, you, you mentioned something about uh, just keeping it interesting for yourself because I've, I've noticed that what would happen at periods of my life where I'd go to the gym, I would just keep doing the same bicep curls, you know what I'm saying, and the same like workouts I like doing. 
and what would occur would be uh, a plateau. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing what's quote unquote fun for me and comfortable for me. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Yeah, I mean, and, it, it, yeah, it depends on your goals though, right? Like for me, for me, just being active was is and it still it was and still it has been and still is my my main goal. I don't want to take no days off. So for me, I I don't switch it up. I switch it up maybe like every two to three weeks. So on Monday, Wednesday, and, and Friday, I'm pretty much doing the same workout. Tuesday, Thursday. I'm doing the same strength workout. Every week on Saturday, I'm doing the same, and I'm doing the same yoga routine on Sundays. Okay. Every week. Because for me, it's kind of like the, this whole concept of people who wear uniforms, like like Steve Jobs wears the same black turtleneck and the jeans and shit. Like, less thinking? Less thinking. So when when um, I go to the gym, I'm turning my, my mind off, and I'm turning my body on, and I'm going hard. But I switch it up every few weeks just to, just to you know, avoid that plateau but my performance ain't exceptionally high but my um like my stamina and stuff like that is definitely up i feel better about my day i work better more effective at work more effective on a podcast more effective in my marriage so that's what matters to me so as far as like me being able to lift some crazy ass weight over my head that's that's far from my goal i just want to be active and be healthy you know what i'm saying you mentioned luke luke perry and shit early in the episode like i have all those them, them black ass diseases in my family, the cholesterol, the di- diabetes, hypertension, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm really trying to make sure I remain healthy. You know, I, I'll be honest. I smoked some cigarettes through my life. I be getting them loose cigarettes and shit like that every now and then. But this week, and then I went to Juul. I started doing the Juul vaping and shit like that. Damn. Yeah. So <laughs> so starting on Thursday, I, I quit. So I've been using um, nicotine lozenges. Okay. Yeah, good little, good little something for Lent. You know what I mean? Forty days and forty nights. To see if you could quit. <laughs> I know you're not Catholic, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, because I am. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> gives you something, but Lent's cool for everybody. Gives you something to quit for a little bit. But um, yeah, no. Shout out to you, Linda. I hope we were able to help you out. Uh, real quick before you move on to our last topic, uh, we spoke to somebody named Michael a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you remember Keith. He was asking about what type of pictures he should take for social media and dating None. online. <laughs> yeah, basically that's what we, we we came to the resolution that male selfies is whack. But I don't think that really helped my man Michael out. So shout out to my man Aaron P from EffectiveNerd.com. Check out his website. He actually uh, wrote into me and said that studies show that people are drawn to uh, high quality pictures, um, pictures where you're smiling, so your teeth show. Uh, wearing glasses could work and sometimes eye squinting. So hopefully that's able to help you out a little bit on your endeavors, Michael. Go out there and bag that lady. Yeah. <laughs> but don't do, you know? go too hard with any one of those things. Like just, like I hear eye squinting. It might sound like, you know what I'm saying? Like people might take that too seriously or too to heart and be like, yeah. just look like some damn... Like they're making fun of Asian people or something like that. Wow. <laughs> wow. Or, or look like you're just scheming. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you scheming? Oh, you can't see something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, worry. Why does nigga have vision problems? But you know what I mean? Just try try what works. You know what I mean? See, we get you the little hearts or whatever it is that people show this, that they like you on your choice of social media and see what works for you. And, and give us some feedback, Michael. I want to know. You know what I mean? If you get that lady, send me a little picture of her. You know what I'm saying? Let me know what she's looking like. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, man, phones are incredible nowadays. Like, my phone got like, like portrait. Shit oh, that on portrait it. mode, right? What? On the selfie camera, yeah. So like, <laughs> you can blur out the background. Also, um, at least my phone, it, it enhances, it detects a face and it enhances it, so it might like smooth out different marks and shit like that. It, you um, got that phone that takes. You got the phone that takes the multiple pictures and be like, this is the best one. 
That, nah, I don't got that. Oh. I don't got an iPhone. I got a Google Pixel, so I don't no, think. No, it no, does. I thought it was one of those Google phones that take like multiple pictures and be like, I right, take the, use this one, not that one. Oh uh, yeah, like it that. might be, but I got the I got an older one. I I ain't step it up like you yet, but nah, shit. my shit my shit is good. It ain't no multiple picture. This is the best one. Good. It does okay. like the the night mode and all that shit where you don't have to put on the flash, but like you could. Uh, oh, Snapseed is a good app. You could take your picture and like it detects your eyes. It'll brighten your eyes a little bit. What's it called? Snapseed, S N A P S E E D. Snapseed. Oh, Snapseed. Okay. Yeah. Check so out that, that's available on the iPhone too, and um, an Android. I got it for Android, and it's dope. Like it detects your face, and it'll like brighten your shit up. It, you know it's I mean? dope. Get, get, be out there. Just be fooling these bitches. They don't know till you show up. Catfish these hoes. Bro, like, yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. That's all Black Planet trick. Put the, the, the dopest picture you you got available and. And they see you be like, damn, they got <laughs> is, is this Michael? Yeah. <laughs> Michael? Uh, okay. <laughs> I guess I gotta stay on this date. Um, but yeah, man, shout out to everybody. Shout out to my man Aaron P for that. Um, also if you want to write to their perfect talks, feel free to send us an email at perfecttalkpodcast at gmail.com. We'll make sure we get to your questions on the air. Hopefully help you out a little something, something before we get up out of here. Keith, have you heard? I'm bringing it back to the have you heard section. LeBron passed uh Jordan this week on the all time scoring list. What do you think? Uh, about I, mean, that? Yeah, I mean <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever. You know, but it, brings man, up a, it brings up the corny debate that that I that I get pissed off about about who's the goat, who's better. Like in my opinion, I like Jordan. I grew up in that Jordan era, so Jordan's my guy. But it, it, why would you even? Why did why did, why can't LeBron escape this? And he, I feel like he's guilty of it too of put, of inserting himself into that debate nowadays. And it's like it's not something that you're gonna win, dog. You know what I'm saying? Be happy you passed my man MJ. But but why does everyone have to feel to be the need to be the goat? Why can't we just all be? You be Michael Jackson, I'll be Prince. You know what I'm saying? Like, why everybody got to be the GOAT? I mean, if you're really competitive, honestly, you just don't think that way. I think, uh, and I think back to early in this episode when you mentioned that you don't really look at other people for motiv- motivation or like that competitive edge or whatever. Uh-huh. A lot of people do. I, I do. You know, so sometimes I look at people and I don't say I want what they got necessarily, but I'm like, how they get there? And so, one, I want to get close to them and be like, if it's somebody I admire. I find okay. out how they got where they at, what are they doing, then I'm like, all right, I'm going to compete with them in their own game, all right? So I, that, that's how I look at it. So I think LeBron, for LeBron, I think just to stay in the conversation is pretty profound mm-hmm. as far as people still debating it. I don't even think that he wants it to come to a resolution necessarily. I mean, it would be oh, nice yeah. if people say, you know what, LeBron's the greatest. I'm sure he would love it, but... Just the mere keep, fact keep that people talk, yeah, just yeah. the the just the presence of the debate means something. Mm-hmm. That people are still talking to you in that way. I mean, I think that this season was pretty whack for LeBron. Not whack because he did really good, but it like rough. it was a rough one. It was rough for his team, mm-hmm. but just in like, his personal performance, like he still he take he takes a lot of plays off, and it could be age. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. he can't run like he used to, can't jump like he used to, can't play defense like he used to. Mm-hmm. But um, that that whole scoring thing, the debate. Uh, I mean, I like it. There's a lot of media out there. If the debate went away, what are people going to talk about then? Very true. Very true. You think Michael Jordan likes it? Uh, I think Michael Jordan's amused by it. Mm. I, th- I definitely think he's amused by it because in his head, he's probably like, "Man, look at what I've done." That's why you never really see him commenting on it too much. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, you got that old Sports Illustrated picture with the six rings. 
Mm-hmm. And he's kind of just posing in that way. And it's it's like that's that's all he needs to say. Now he doesn't need to get into his plus minus or his his defensive stats and this and longevity and all this stuff. He's like six rings. People forget about that he took two seasons off to play a low impact sport. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He had he had a killer squad for all those championships. So came back came back with the Wizards and got some more points up. Came back so. with the, the Wizards, put some put <laughs> after he took a, a long break, put some more points yeah. up when he was damn near forty. Yeah. I mean, me, I'm a LeBron guy, I'll be honest, because I saw Jordan, I saw LeBron. I know what Jordan his accomplishments are. I know what his resume is. Mm-hmm. But looking at LeBron play is the, the I find him to be the greatest player. Okay. To to ever do it. I looked at what he did in the two thousand I think it was the first time they lost to the Warriors. And Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving got injured. It was just LeBron and Matthew Della Vadova. Delhi. And, and they went six games mm-hmm. against two of the greatest, well, the greatest shooter of all time in Stephen Curry and probably one of the top five all time in Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. And took him to, I think it was six games. That's insane. It was just him posting up all day, playing D. It was, it was insane. And I, after that, that was even before. He won his third championship. I was like, mm-hmm. that dude's the greatest. There you go. Well, you know who's the greatest of all podcasts, right? Motherfucking Perfect Talk podcast. Dog. I was about to <laughs> say cereal. Now nah, fuck with you. <laughs> Perfect Talk. <laughs> episode. <laughs> That's another episode in the books, man. We are up out of here. Shout out to everybody out there showing us love, showing us uh, support. Make sure you check out my radio show, The Night Shift, available on Mixcloud. Make sure you search DJ Plicka. Playboy, P L I C C A P L A Y B O Y. Mixed Cloud. Make sure you download the app. Yes, sir. You go, yeah, you check out the download the app. You can listen on your phone. I got episode two up right now. So, you know what I mean? You get to see the musical side of DJ. Yeah, Playboy. I mean, real quick, tell just tell them what the the night shift is about. The night shift, that's just a little radio show I do, you know what I'm saying? Because I've worked the night shift so many years. One of my first radio shows in college was called The Night Shift, and I'm just sticking with the same theme of just new hip hop, new R and B. Sometimes, you know what I mean, a little EDM. We go all over the place with genres. He's not afraid to go back to old school classics. And just put, just keep y'all entertained, man. Music y'all could bump to on your ride home. Even if you work the day shift, play the night shift. You know what I'm saying? That's how we do, man. So you get to Even if you work the day shift, play the night shift. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know how I do. You know yeah. how I do, bro. Yeah. Marketing. <laughs> um, but Keith, let's talk about some marketing for you, dog. If they wanted to find you on social media, where can they find you at, dog? Me and my underscore 35 Instagram. That's the place to go. His Instagram's popping. He's always uh I always get the little uh message on my phone saying me and my underscore thirty-five has added to their stories. So Keith is very active on there. Check him out. You could check us out at Perfect Talk Radio on Instagram. Also check us check your boy DJ Playboy at Plickapeasy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y on Instagram, holding down everything. Everything. <laughs> and uh we up out of here, man. Shout out to everybody that wrote us for Dear Perfect Talk. Make sure you send in your emails if you got any questions. We just going to keep doing the damn thing for y'all, man. Entertaining the masses. Yo, Keith, say goodbye to the people, man. Peace. Let's go enjoy the day. <laughs>